Hey everybody, and welcome to the Silver Line Behind the Frame podcast. I'm your host, Micah Ness, along with my co-host, Josiah Ness. What's up, everybody? And we are owners and founders of Silverline Films. So the reason that we decided to start this podcast is my brother and I started this business, Silverline Films, back in 2012 and jumped into it full-time in 2014. And it took some time. It was a entrepreneurial endeavor that we decided to venture out on, into. And ever since then, we've been able to work with some really amazing people, different companies, and even places all, all around, the, around the globe now. And we really want to give people an inside look into the different companies that we get to work for, the different places that we get to go and adventure, and also the type of projects that we get to work on a little bit more behind the scenes of what goes into a production that not everybody gets to see at the service level. But we also get to delve into and talk to people in the industries that we are working in, those that are also out there making films and creating productions. And what we really want to delve into with these different people is not only their business and what they do, but also more into about them and why they started these businesses, why they decided to venture out and to pursue their passions that they're doing and looking at the entrepreneurial side of what goes into creating businesses that you see today. And you see a lot of pictures and videos that companies put out, but you don't always get to see what goes into those productions and the people behind it that, that make all those things happen. And so we really want to interview those people, but also talk behind the scenes on what we put into the productions that we make. So for this first episode, we wanted to give you guys an in-depth look on Silverline and behind our own frame as far as us, how we started, um, how we have progressed in the last couple of years and grown our team and the production um, and just give you that behind the frame look at into our our world for the last couple of years. And to help us with that, we actually have our producer, Erica, which has been with us for a while now, and it's been super fun. So why don't you say hello, Erica? Hello. Hi. It's been good being here. Thanks for hiring me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> We've definitely loved having you on the team. Um, uh, she moved over here from... San Diego. San LA, Diego, LA, from the warm weather of San Diego and L.A. Yes, I sacrificed that to work for you. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and what was the, uh, I guess, coming out of film school and wanting to get into this industry, like what was, what was kind of the, the, the steps that led you to coming here to Idaho and ended up working at Silverline? The steps, well, originally graduating Honestly, I didn't have any intention of getting a job. Well, not that I didn't have the intention. I was just surprised to get a job in what I went to school for specifically. And part of that process is one, applying to everywhere and everything, especially in media. It's We all want to be sometimes in this 0.1% up in LA, but you have to realize there's media in all aspects. It's everywhere. And you kind of have to be flexible with that. So with the whole Idaho thing, when you guys got in touch with me, um, I didn't think like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to move to Idaho. But I didn't think I was going to move to Idaho <laughs> from California. And so as applying and then talking with you guys through those couple of months, this was the best option. And I was like, okay, uh, cool company. They seem like good people. <laughs> 
um, we'll make that leap. Like you can't be too picky and you just have to keep working for it. And now I'm here. And that was pretty, even a little shocking for us when she's like, yeah, (laughs) I would love to. When we asked her to come on, she was like, yeah, I'd love to. I'll be there next week. And we're like, oh, Okay, awesome. <laughs> you said as soon as possible. As, as soon as possible. We were definitely in that spot of like yeah. we we needed someone right away and and everything worked out and everything checked out and it was a it was a fast quick jump and it was. and we're super stoked to that that you made the jump with us and that everything's worked out so far. So. Well, thanks for allowing me to. Hopefully I'm not too much of a disappointment so far. <laughs> not at all. No, no disappointments. I mean, I think that's a big part of of continuing to grow the team is going beyond just what we do and also bringing other people along on that journey to kind of trans translate the, the, the mission and the, the message that we're trying to, to create through, through visual experiences. And I think that's a big part of, of having to do that to even show what we're doing to another person and having them be able to carry that on and, and translate that then to the clients and the other people. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not an easy thing to step into when you've had, uh, you know, a couple of guys that are used to doing a lot of stuff them, themselves and growing <laughs> from, you know, being smaller and, you know, working with other people outside of our company a lot and, and other productions, but having someone that's internal with the team, I mean, that's, it's a big undertaking. So we've done an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. And mm-hmm. these guys hard workers <laughs> like top notch on the go live and breathe and extremely knowledgeable um i kind of came into this especially with i don't want to say the niche but like all the content i just didn't have as much knowledge about it and i have learned so much from them and they don't stop kind of teaching through what they do in film just how they run the business that they started after what only five seven years for me being at Silverline, i've kind of i mean i know kind of where you guys started and have seen the progress of where you are now before Silverline, what were you doing and in, in your life at that moment and then you had that moment of i want to take what i'm doing with my life and turn it into this company and turn it into media and take all my passions and gear it towards that <laughs> we were doing two yeah. very different things. Oh, I mean, not. I mean, early, early on, depending on how yeah, far you go back. Yeah, early, early on, of, we were definitely doing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, and we were I doing mean, it together. It was like yeah. we had the camera. We had a friend that was in theater because um, he went to public school, and Mike and I were homeschooled. So that's a little, maybe yep, unknown let's get that fact out there. To a lot <laughs> yes, of people. we were homeschooled. We were homeschooled. <laughs> no, we're not. We know. Misfits. We know. And yes, we were homeschooled all the way through all seven years of high school, all the way through twelfth grade. So, I don't know if anybody caught this. Did seven seven years? No, seven never. years. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you quote? only went no. Anyway, um, and so yeah, so how it started was we had a friend that was in theater. Um, and actually two friends that were in theater and then we had the camera and so we just started filming some stuff and they were the main actors and we were really the main people behind the camera and we kind of switched back and forth and we we're making like little cop movies, um, you know, skateboarding films cause we were big into skateboarding. So we did a lot of skateboarding stuff. Um, and it just 
kind of anything we can kind of create and we got war movies war, cops yeah, and movies. robbers all that good stuff we got super gangster with it like taped headphones to the uh, microphone of our camera to get sounds and like grand theft auto 2 like was awesome because you could actually pull audio tracks Gunshots, gunshots, radio noise. Yep, you could pull it off their actual CD for PlayStation and play it. So we, uh, that's how we did our like music, and we did everything in camera as far as editing goes because we didn't have any software. So if we had a bad take, we'd have to rewrite, we rewind it, and film it, and then if it was a bad one, and then edit to VHS. So we had a little bit of cutting, but not much available. So starting, and that was for I don't know what two, three years. Yeah, you know, it was the earlier, even before junior high and into yeah. junior high for sure. That was kind of, and then kind of sparked it all. Then it kind of died for four or five years. We really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, at least not together. I mean, that's kind yeah. of where we ended up, um, not sp- you know separating or or splitting ways. But um, I had an opportunity to go to Alaska and work for an outfitter up there that was a good friend of our families and and my dad really set all that up and just, he didn't force me to do it, but just say, hey, this is a good opportunity just to do something cool and different. And, and it wasn't like I dreamed of going and doing that, but it was a pretty cool opportunity to experience something new. And, and going up there initially, it was just to do construction and work in the outdoors. And it's a very remote place. You're off the grid. There's no road access. You fly in to get there and it's, it's very difficult to get to, but it's also, a very unique place and the people there are very genuine and it's a really nice community of people. And so I went there not knowing much about this, but really fell in love with it quickly. So it started with just going in the summertime. Then I started going back every summer, ended up moving there after high school. And it really turned into almost a career path that I started going on to not only I was doing construction and that kind of thing, but the main thing was an outfitter that I was working for doing hunting, guiding and fishing. And so essentially getting into the outdoor industry, you know, we did a lot of hunting growing up. I mean, we were into the outdoors a fair bit, but it wasn't to this extent. And this was a whole new realization of something I was passionate about, of being outdoors and experiencing adventures and, and going out with really unique people from all over the world. And, and it was a kind of an interesting correlation that started bringing back out this creativity that we had as kids making movies and, and videos together because, in this amazing landscape, people say you can't take a bad picture in Alaska. And it's, it's especially true because there's just always amazing things you can see all over the place. But when you go out and you're a, and you're a guide, if you're a good guide, you're doing a lot of different things and you're, you're, you're doing all of these things to create an experience for somebody. And they come up to go maybe harvest a, an animal, a big game animal somewhere. They're going to go on a fishing trip or a hiking trip you know, you are the one with the experience and the knowledge of this place. You're going to create this experience that hopefully is a good experience for them if they, you know, get to accomplish what they set out to do. But it's a lot of it is on you. You have to be a psychiatrist and you have to be a a cook and a packer and, and all these different things to make a good experience for them while they're out in the middle of nowhere. And so there's a lot of pressure there. Uh, but it was something I never really realized that I wanted to do until I started doing that and taking these people on these adventures. And so as it went on, the guy that I was working for was also uh, into photography, took some really good photos back in the film days. I mean, this was all, I bought my first camera before I went to Alaska. Uh, all DV uh, tapes. It was a, 
well, DV tapes, but even just <laughs> nice. photos. Like I started oh, taking photos cool. with a film photo camera that was granted it was a point and shoot. It wasn't like had all the crazy features, but you still had to figure out what you're doing because you had no option to redo it and learning, you know, how to use a camera to compose a shot. And he also was interested in video. And so he ended up buying a, a fairly nice Canon XL2, uh, which mm-hmm. was like the top of the line camera back in the day. Cool this thing was huge. <laughs> had a removable lens too. We only ever had one lens for it, but it did, uh, we did have a removable lens and get to work with DV tapes, like Joe was saying, and some of the same stuff we were using back at home. But I got Final Cut Pro on a laptop, and just that blew that my crazy. mind. I had <laughs> never used that ever before. Like, I think in the early digital days, we had this little handheld camera that we got some through some online giveaway. Or like, I don't even know how we got that thing. It was a, the blue, <laughs> like, Sanyo you know, little point and shoot. It can only record for up to like two minutes or something. And it had this, yeah, the, the, well, even before the like point of the flip cameras, this was like a little hand. It was like our first digital camera way back when, I mean, I'm, I'm cutting back in time now, but it had this little built in like software that you could do a little, like very simple, simple Uh editing. And we were able to import our footage for the first time on an old like PC computer and we were just blown away that we could like edit and redo takes and stuff. And you could only film for, like I said, a minute, I think, before you had to offload it again. And we learned our first lesson about storage and hard drives because <laughs> oh, we geez. made this whole video. It was really cool. It was like our best video ever. This cool dance off, like a you know, guy. I mean, a lot of the same stuff we'd already been doing, but we could do it way better and do cool cuts and stuff. And they're like, oh, we run out of space on our, you know, 256 megabyte hard drive on our, I don't even know, but it was small on our computer. Like, oh, we need to delete these clips. We already have this whole video made. Like, we're fine, right? We just get rid of the clips because everything's here in this project. Well, Oh, it still hurts. Apparently, they structured things then how they do now, where all you do is have a preview <laughs> of what's actually there. When you delete what's actually there, you have nothing in your project. And we lost all of that. And that footage. was such a good video, too. And I'm pretty sure that – I don't know if the camera quit working. after. I don't remember doing anything else out there to that. I think we were, yep. we were so disheartened. Then I went to Alaska, and then all that rest of stuff happened. But <laughs> it was – it was just crazy. And then how those things started lining up to be able to do that stuff in Alaska, I started shooting these videos and I had the cool equipment to do it. And, and it, it also married this thing of creating experiences in person with guiding. You could do that with video. And that was a whole new realization that I did. And then meanwhile, Josiah was down in Idaho, um, doing some of the same. Yeah. It was a lot of the, the same kind of stuff. Um, did some stuff at my church. Um, I had uh, actually my worship pastor taught me how to edit. He had Final Cut 4, or no, 3. It was Final Cut 3. (laughs) And he had, I just looked it up. He had the Canon GL2 camera. And this thing, so little mini DV tapes. Um, And that was like the first setup I ever learned on. So I'd learn how to plug in the DV tapes and offload, you know, turn it into digital digital and start cutting it. And then um, started doing that and then did a couple for... Um, a couple of videos for like a nonprofit organization, um, did a few things for my dad's business. And then, um, it just kind of slowly progressed from there. Just started doing a little couple more videos here and there. Um, and then from there, there was this event called Oscar night. So it was basically like a, a mini film festival. Cause they're really, 
at that point, that was as far as around where we lived, it was 2008. There wasn't any like film festivals or anything like that. So they created this little one. And, and so I made a little, um, a little short film. I think it was like six minutes and it was a silent film, which was super hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that kind of kicked it off, but shooting on DV tapes and learning how to edit. And, um, at the same time, Michael's learning his stuff up in Alaska. So it was kind of, it was super interesting that we didn't really see at the time, but he was doing it one place and I was doing another place. And it was just, it kind of, it started to pave that road to where, um, you know, we're both learning it. And then finally, you know, after a couple of years and, and started doing more videos and kind of getting, you know, got final cut four and then final, yeah, final cut five, you know, and you're like, Oh my gosh, we got final cut five. And this is crazy. And, and then, uh, the DSLR, you know, the 5d mark two changed the game for everybody and then um couldn't afford it because it was too expensive and then they came out with the 70 the canon 70 and that was our first actual like for us anyway like actual digital camera that was like yeah. game changer for us like oh my gosh and that was a huge step just like <laughs> um yeah so we bought that and we bought a lens for it and we bought a little tiny light kit and we bought zoom it was the h4n that we still have the well, one actually piece of some kit. of it was we bought some of it and then uh, uh some of it was actually purchased by our dad because oh, some of right. it was for his he had another side project going on from because we we grew up in in uh construction doing uh, you know, managing projects initially, just swinging a hammer and doing cleanup and stuff. He does restoration construction to disaster cleanup type stuff. And, okay. and so we grew up knowing what it was like to work on a project or on a job and, and, and run, you know, run crews and started learning the entrepreneurial side of, of owning your own business. Cause you know, if you want to do this type of thing, you also have to run a business. It's not just creating cool things. And he had this side, uh, project that he was going into and it required a lot of video and and recording of some book reviews and and people doing speeches and 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 uh you know they had some uh youth pastor stuff and i mean just a lot of different content that we had to write and shoot and film and that was the early days of the dslr stuff mm -hmm. so we jumped right on that and and you know started putting all of what we could get back into that but even even along that process you know, once I, I, this was when I was coming back in the off season from guiding, you know, these projects started coming up and doing the Oscar night stuff and, and, and making films, you know, more structured outside of just promotional stuff in Alaska. And we started actually, initially we were kind of in competition because yeah. the Oscar nights, he was on a team and I was on a team and we were constantly we just, teams. you know, button heads to try to, you know, make a better film and, his and always he, won, so then I'd try to do better next time. Then he'd win again, and no, like, the one, the one year, the yeah, the first year my film won. The second year, the first your two film, years, your film won. Okay, maybe it was two years. And then the third I guess we didn't year, help with both of ours the first time. But. Yeah, and then the third year, yours came in, and you did a full on like uh, family veteran story, and won the hearts of everybody, and pretty much won the whole thing. So he won the hearts, with but like, you guys still had the best film. He came back with like a huge <laughs> Got boom and like, yeah, he took the emotional, emotional. stage. Yeah. Okay. And freaking, and owned the whole thing. And everybody's like, yep. He had, I mean, it, it drove I had us to little, get better. Like, yeah. I mean, it just, that the competition, competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. to try to outdo each other. And we definitely did. Like, we were trying to pull out every stop. Like, I called a friend. I was like, hey, do you know anybody that's got a plane? And then, like, <laughs> his friend. We need a car yeah, chase yeah, No, let's yeah. get motorcycles. Who can do a wheelie? Yeah, like, and it was, like, oh, everything man. we could do to, to try to outdo each other. Um, and then... Yeah. We, we realized that then it's like, well, why don't we just be doing do this stuff? We're, we both love doing this. Like, we need to join forces. And then we did on that competition, and then that film won. We, we and then they pretty much together. shut everything down. And then like, all would, right, you yeah. guys keep winning everything. <laughs> but I don't was, know if it was, it was just because, like, there was no competition. So, so. Were you the only ones competing in this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it's, that big. But we were, we were passionate. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily that we were, like, so much. I mean, we, we had been doing this for a while, but it was also just like, we just loved doing it. It wasn't that they couldn't make movies. It just, you know, we would, we put way more time and just We'd like, that's what we love to do. And we started realizing that, like, as I came back and started doing with my brother, like we both love doing this. We both want to be creating this stuff. We both want to own our own business because we'd learned that from my dad. So, I mean, that's kind of what brought us up to, starting this whole thing so is there well you touched on a couple cool things one you both kind of had this interest growing up two it's funny that you were rivals brothers and then oh what if we're together and we start a business was there a moment in the beginning focusing more so on the business where you're like yes we want to have a business entrepreneurs we learned that uh yes we want it to be in media but you had this point of kind of the ultimate question, how? <laughs> like, how do we start this media? And like you said, it is a business, um, but it's a business in media. And what that looked like in the realization of, okay, we have to get this started, and this is where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was it was a few things that kind of led up to that, and it was I don't even remember when the actual realization was cause it just kind of kept growing. Like my dad was doing these projects and we really liked doing them. We worked all hours and then kept making more stuff. And then I'd still go back to Alaska every once in a while and still did some stuff up there. And, but the, the one time that I actually remember that was like the switch moment was into that early 2012. This was in December and or actually December of 2011, I had just decided to move back to Idaho the year prior to that. And that was originally wasn't necessarily for this specifically. It was to come back and work with my dad's business because he needed some help. And with these side projects taking off, like there was a lot of potential and, and new things coming about. And we started doing these videos. And and in that process, um, we had a good friend of ours, a good family friend of ours, um, Roger, if he's listening to this, he'll was, uh, he's, he calls himself his our old our oldest big brother. Yeah. Okay. He's he's known what, my dad for seventy. He's he's get yeah. He's, he's been a good friend of my dad. Yeah, for like sixty years. Yeah. <laughs> old hunting buddies from Minnesota. Okay, gotcha. Like just so. And anyway, he he had introduced he had told us about this race because he had been volunteering for this <clears throat> ultra marathon race. We didn't even, I didn't even know what an ultra marathon was. Then we went to a film premiere that all these people were going to be at that were doing this race. And it was about a hundred mile race where all these amazing athletes were competing against each other and running a hundred miles. I mean, it was just mind blowing on that. So it was like, but it, it got us thinking, okay, we, maybe we could make a film kind of like this cause they're going to do a race. And so how, what can we pull from this? 
so we got this whole team together and there's like, well, we, we couldn't get paid for it, but they could promote us. Yeah. And we didn't have anything to promote. I mean, right. we've been making videos now for, for, that was after a year and a half, maybe two years of doing stuff mm-hmm. with my dad. And, um, we, I was like, well, we need something to promote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do, what, what do we, and they're like, well, do you have a name? We're like, oh shoot, we don't even have a name. <laughs> we don't have business. Yes, brothers. We don't have cards. Yeah, right? <laughs> then the wheels started nothing. turning. Yep. And then it was finally like, you know, got started doing all the paperwork because we knew how to do everything from working with my dad um, and him teaching us how to run a business. And, you know, because at that point we were pretty much for the most part running his business. Um, and so we're just like, you know, so we just started the process, got the name, registered it, got the whole, you know, put everything together. No, but together. the name though, like that. Oh, but the how name, did that come about? Yeah. The name, it literally was like me driving down the road. And I remember exactly where it like popped in my head and it was just down the road over the freeway. And uh, I was like going through names. I'm like, huh, Silver, Silverline. Well, I kind of, I don't know, Silverline Films. I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. And, it's got a good ring to yeah, it. Yeah, I keep saying it and like saying it, you know, because sometimes you'll get some, you say it like four times, you're like, yeah, it sucks, you know. And I was just like, Silverline Films, Silverline Films. You know, I just kind of rolled through it. I'm like, this is it. I like this. So came back that night and talked to Mike. I was like, hey, I think I got one. I'm like, Silverline Films, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, I think that I think that's good. We like that, you know, and and we kept saying it. So we asked a couple other people, and they're like, "Dude, that sounds awesome! Like, I love the ring to it." Blah blah blah. And they're like, "You could put a silver, like a silver lining. <laughs> the logo should be a cloud." <laughs> kind of like, eh, no, like, that's a, no. We just kind of scrapped together a logo. Fun. We weren't we weren't too worried about a logo right at the start. Yeah, okay. we, we just had to throw yeah, something was, together because yeah. it was literally like the week before this. Like, we have to promote something. Right. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Boom, we had pliers, we had business cards, we had all this stuff. Joe came up with the name, he came up with the logo, you know, taking a, 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 a edge of a lens mm-hmm. initially. The old logo was an edge of a lens with kind the of silver, name coming so out with a little line silver. on it. And it was like... It was, a silver yeah. line. <laughs> Literally was silver line. a silver line coming out of the frame. Original. It was like... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was... Yeah, I mean, it was it was an impetus to like get this thing going because I think yeah. that's one of the things that we talk to a lot of the different people that we interview and stuff with the show and just even other people in the industries is like at some point you just have to go out and do it. Like you don't always have all the things lined up, but you know you have a passion for it. That's what you want to do. At least you know you want to do something at that point. Sometimes you just got to launch out there and do it. And like, and it was. At that point, I wouldn't say it was necessarily scary there. It was just a matter of kind of the next step. Like we needed mm-hmm. something to put a name into. We made it into a business because we knew like, okay, we, we'd like to go this direction, but we don't know exactly where it's going yet. We were doing a lot of you know ministry-related videos and did some outdoor action stuff through some other friends of, of Josiah's. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I mean, we started getting our feet wet and cameras wet and <laughs> and stuff like that. But I mean, it was... It was just something well, that started growing. Yeah, and at the same time too, we were still working, you know, sixty to seventy time. hours, <laughs> and, and that's like no joke, sixty to seventy hours for my dad for the company because that's yeah, you know, that's the position we were in. We we're managing, you know, a lot of crews and that whole thing. So like we were still working all of that time, and then as soon as we clocked out for my dad, it was like right to video, either to a shoot, to the computers editing, to trying to figure out and and the crazy thing and it kind of sucks because it almost feels like it dates us a little bit but at the time like youtube didn't have the content like it does now like you would type in 
how to set up, you know, how to shots or how to edit XYZ on certain, you know, platforms. And there literally was nothing on YouTube because at the time, everybody's stigma that was good was like, you can't share your secrets with everybody or else it's, you know, it's going to ruin you and blah, blah, blah. That was a, that was a persona of everybody in the film industry. And so you go on there and you couldn't find anything like literally nothing. And so you got to, you know, start figuring out yourself or buy, or buy the, like the DVD, you, you know, tutorial stuff. Um, and so it was just, it was just a different time mm-hmm. at, at that time is with, with the production. And so we were still working full time and then still just kind of pro- progressively get more videos. And after we did that race, kind of jump back to that one. Um, a lot of people saw our stuff and, you know, that one's still on our Vimeo page. And I think it's our very first video that we ever uploaded to Vimeo. Um, and then, and, and then with that, you know, some more people saw our, our name and saw the video and, you know, just kind of progressed to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. So, um, it was cool timing. And then, you know, just as gear kind of progressed and with that, then, you know, we started cause we're working full time and then still building the business for the video side, we're slowly buying, you know, we bought another camera and then we bought another lens and then. We bought another mic, and then we bought an overpriced slider for no reason. Well, not no reason. Cool. We knew exactly. Yeah, it was like, we have money. Like, we should buy this. And, like, why are we buying this? This is a $1,000 slider. And, you know, like, we just never used but it. it was so good. Yeah. It's top of the line. It's top yeah. of the line. So. Says the group um, on Thank you, Philip Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Short plug. Custom uh, <laughs> sliders. Uh, Philip Bloom edition. <laughs> Does that date anything? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so it was just a combination of working your full-time job while working your other full-time job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. On top it, of the it other. started that way, but it was mm-hmm. it it didn't take very long. I mean, it was it was less than 2 years of doing that where we realized that it was not sustainable to keep doing that because we right. knew we wanted to it was it was clear by then that this was a passion we wanted to do. We want to do it full time, but that means we have to do it full. Like you have to, com- at some point you have to jump in all, all in and be like, okay, this is all that I'm going to be doing. Because even with the job we were doing with my dad's business, it was hard to even put full time, the off time into that because the jobs we were working on were disaster jobs. Like you have to be monitoring them throughout weekends. You have to keep your mind as always on those projects, you can't just shut it off. It's not just a nine to five. So that job was also kind of entrepreneurial as well. That So even that was a little bit limiting. So we could see that if we could jump in full bore and put all of our time and effort into this thing, then it wasn't necessarily that we had enough work that we could just jump in and be busy completely. Mm-hmm. But we had a feel that you kind of start figuring out on the way that, okay, we can see that this is what we can do by doing it part-time and on our off time and still putting a lot of time into it. But when we actually give all of our focus, not just time and hours, but mental focus, like this is what I'm doing. Then you could see that there is this potential. You still got to work hard. You still got to put all this time in, but we could see that this would have the potential to, to support, you know, us to start. And, and, and that, like I said, after that first two years, that was when we had to jump in and make it, full time like i mean mm-hmm. we were already full time but it was this was all all of our mental time completely so and it was pretty cool because our dad obviously he you know he 
would want us to stay working with him in his business, but um, he saw what we what we would started building and and what our passion was, and so he gave us our blessing and and you know a couple hundred bucks to get a couple you know a couple more pieces of gear, and then we took us a little while as far as just a transition out of that, and then when we finally transitioned out of that, both of us because we kind of did it split. Micah started first, and then I went you know a little bit later on, but <clears throat> after that it was it was a it was that moment of we're, you know, we, we knew that moment of we, we have to jump into this full time to actually take this to the next level. Um, so that was a scary moment. And then after, after you make that jump and you're in the water, then that's a whole new moment of being, uh, being in, in scary waters, you know, cause now it's, you're not worried about like, Oh, my check's going to come in two weeks. It's like, if this job works out, then we'll get paid, you know? And then, if you don't get any jobs, you know, or if you get behind on jobs, you know, whatever, all that stuff that comes with the business, you're like, that's the, that's, that's what's going to make your break here, you know? And that's what the, the cool part about that. And, and, I, and, and it was, it was scary jumping into that, but we had enough, um, I don't know, faith in ourselves that we knew that we could get through it. Um, and it was, it was hammer time after that. Like we were just shooting every single waking second editing learning yeah. building a business meeting new people you know trying to get our name out there the whole nine um and and there were some scary times where you know we barely paid ourselves and we barely you know barely kept the lights on and that's um for the first two years it was like that you know it wasn't like oh my gosh we're shooting these amazing locations and these mm-hmm. you know shooting on reds and this whole stuff it was like we got a 7D and like two lenses, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we're hoping we can get in, you know, get the, and land this job that we put a bit out for. So then we can actually get paid and, you know, pay ourselves <laughs> something, cover our bills. Um, and it was like that for two years at least. And then, you know, and then just kind of started to roll and, and, and I think it's a cool part of it is if you build the right foundation that'll last you, you know, later on down the road and so and that's what we try to do and that's that's what our dad taught us what when we were working with him um and even now you know that that's a that was a big crucial moment is like when you start something like start with the right foundation so mm-hmm. so within those two years were you guys just filming or bidding for projects any projects or did you already kind of lay that foundation of these are this is the type of content we want to produce um because a lot of your stuff is very outdoorsy they go to these insane remote areas and get incredible footage or were you like no we'll get whatever or did you kind of gear it towards what you do now um i I think it was part of it was definitely a lean towards some of those things because we grew up doing a lot of that kind of stuff and, and and being outdoors but obviously we didn't, we didn't grow up doing a lot of the stuff to the extent that we yeah. get to do now, but it was definitely something that was a lean towards that. But it also, some of it was a really natural organic growth that we didn't really, I mean, we kind of steered it a little bit because it, it was something we liked doing, but it also, some of it just started coming through that we didn't even plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's, and it kept rolling and, and, I think we built a lot of it based on the way my dad had grown his business was organically and word of mouth and having a good name with other people and having relationships. I mean, 
I feel like my dad has met so many people and even just gotten jobs and stuff just from talking to people on a plane or running into someone and just, you know, being, being friendly, but also sharing, you know, your story and being genuine. I think that really shows through. And, and a lot of our stuff kind of came initially through that to where it, it, people started hearing, people started seeing what we were doing, even though it might've been a wedding video here or a short little nonprofit video here. And then, and people started telling other people about that. And, and, uh, one of our good friends, um, Casey, that he was kind of the impetus for a lot of the stuff we do now in the, in the outdoor, uh, firearm community and, and the outdoor industry and those, those areas, because it was, you know, Josiah doing a, a video for another photographer and then meeting the client that he was working with. And then they saw what we were doing, met the people there, became really good friends. And it was just, and then he introduced us to this company and then this company, they see that one. And, and it just kept growing into that. And, and we did have a passion, like we enjoyed shooting and outdoors and hunting and that kind of stuff. So it, it did make sense to keep doing that stuff and pushing more into those because it kind of steamrolled into that. But we also didn't, and early on, yeah, we, we did take a lot of different stuff though, too. We did some pageants and we did a lot of weddings and we did, I mean, some little documentary type stuff and yeah. some little promos for these little shops and stores. I mean, we, we Literally did, took we didn't turn, we, we didn't turn down anything for okay. sure. I mean, we were, you got to pay the bills. Yeah. You know? We knew exactly. the reality of it. Like we can't just, you can't just turn down work, especially if it's mm -hmm. something that, or, and, and we also did some stuff for free too. I mean, we did a lot of stuff for that because, you know, we had learning from our dad and, and the business sense of it. You kind of have to have an extra eye on these relationships and maybe you have to buy into that a little bit. You have to give them some things to, to, you know, just be, be that go-to person and, and show that you can do it. I mean, you don't, when you don't have a whole body of work, you have to get that work somehow. And sometimes it's a passion project. Sometimes it's a free work for somebody, but like it has to start somewhere. And, and, you know, eventually we got to the point where we didn't have to take every single thing, but it took a while to get there to where we could be more selective on what was actually pushing us more to where we wanted to go. So, um, but that was definitely a, a bigger, a big part of what we do because of that for sure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it too, you have to, um, prove yourself, you know, if, if you go into a big project and, you know, you're, you're asking, you know, the company for a, a big budget to produce a really big video and you've never done anything, you, they're not going to trust you with that, you know? So a lot of it was a lot of the proving ground, especially early on you're, we had to do these different projects and some of them were paid, some of them weren't, but a lot of it to us was just that, you know, we got to create, you know, we got to go out there and create it and then build it from there. And like, Hey, well, yeah, we've done this. We've done this size of project and each one got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so it just progresses that way. So part of it I, th I think is, is proving yourself that you can do it. Um, and that you have the capabilities, um, and the knowledge to do that too. So that's where a lot of it was, you know, different size of projects, different kinds of projects. And each one was different, but we were building our real, we were building, you know, our, our skills at the same time um, and just progress that way. That's really cool. So then kind of fast forwarding to now in these past couple of years, what, what does that look like for you? What has that journey been? Well, the last couple of years have been pretty crazy. Um, they've, uh, I don't know, they've, they've gone by really quick if we look back on it, but there was so many different things that were 
significant for us as far as different jobs that we landed and especially kind of like Michael was saying earlier is that we um, a lot of what we've done we've pushed towards even our passions so for the outdoor stuff um, on you know in the mountains on the water um, and so with all that growing the business you know even, even from gear we we started buying some more equipment and I remember a big turning point for us was we, I think we were on the 5D Mark II. We had a couple of those and we're like, man, we need to go to the next thing. And like every, at the time, everybody's doing slow motion and it was like the thing to do. And so we, we ponied up a bunch of money and bought the FS, the Sony FS 700, which was a huge, huge groundbreaking for SF 700. Yes. The SF 700. And that was, um, and at the time that was, uh, kind of that that big step, you know, Red had already been out for a little while, um, but that was like, shoot, I mean, maybe that was like 10 grand worth of gear, and we're like, oh my gosh, we just spent like so much money. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was a big turning point for us, and that kind of opened up into that next level, and um, 4K and, and slow motion, and <clears throat> and just each thing that we were doing, we were trying to, you know, helped us build the company and, and allowed us to do more things and 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 kind of put us position us into into a different light. This is, I think, a part of it too. A lot of, a lot of people have, have have said to us, even though, you know, with what we've been doing, is that like we're we're this is all we're doing and this is the only thing that we're doing and that's what makes a lot of difference. You know, if people can just kind of do it half heartedly and oh, I can you know do it here and there, but. The fact that we this we lived and breathed this twenty four seven, it showed through our work and it progressed and progressed and progressed, um, you know. And then I think what was it maybe a year and a half after that, um, we finally pulled the trigger on a red, which was a huge you know <laughs> stepping stone for us. And that was a big dream. Like yeah. Yeah. we wanted to shoot on a red, and we you know it was just one of those things that like all the big companies were doing. And not just the fact that everybody else was doing it, but just what it allowed us to do with the slow motion and the resolution size and put you in a whole different realm, um, you know, and post-production too with it. So when, you know, when we, when, when we worked into that, it was kind of that next step of like, that's what we needed to allow us to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so that was a yeah. huge, I mean, huge turning point for us. Yeah. And to, I mean, and allowing to take on, bigger projects of where we knew we wanted to go with, with commercial shoots and larger, larger scale projects. And, you know, we, we didn't want to just go and do the one man shoots and stuff, even though we still do a lot of that stuff. We still go on location to some, you know, remote place and just one of us capturing what we're there, but you know, how you do that, it changes, but you know, and then that was, you know, for some listening too, you know, it's, it's, you know, those were, those were milestones in, in, in what we were able to do with the tools that we had, but it doesn't mean that me, it didn't mean that we weren't creating cool stuff before that. You know, we, we were, we were never limited to just learning how we did growing up. We didn't have editing. So we figured out how to make it work. You know, we didn't have the best camera, but we still may figured out how to making it work. And I think that's, that's a big thing. If, if somebody's, you know, wanting to get into doing this type of thing, it's like, Oh, that means I have to buy a red and I have to do it. It's like, especially now with all the capabilities and things that we have in yep. our cell phones and everything. I mean, it's, there's still a need for those higher production type things, but it doesn't mean anybody can just go out and, I mean, they can go out and, and create something. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. limited by just having to have this specific gear 
to make it happen. You know, there's, there's requirements where you have to have that, but it doesn't mean you can't be out there and be creative. You can't, you can still make films. You can still do all this kind of stuff. And so, and it just, it was, it was another tool that you have to utilize to, to accomplish the things you want to do. Um, and that's, you know, but it also shouldn't be a limiting factor. If it's a passion that you have, it's like, Oh, I can't, you know, it, it's not worth it just to, to put all of your money and have nothing left just so you can have this one thing. Like you can create whatever, whatever you have, you know, and it's like, it shouldn't be a limiting factor. And I think Chase Jarvis, the icon, you know, the icon in this industry said it best. The best camera that you can have is the one that's in your hands, you know, and Chase Jarvis mm -hmm. is shot on anything from a cell phone, you know, to the best cameras in the world and created some of the best work um, in the world. And, you know, coming from him saying that, that it's, it's not about the camera gear. It's not about what you have. It's the best camera that you have is in your hands, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not really about yeah. the camera. It's about you have you to be out there shooting and create. Yeah. yeah. And, and always shooting. So that's a big, yeah. a big thing that I heard from him like long time ago when he, yeah. you know, when he was creating all that stuff. So, yeah. And he was, he was definitely a pioneer in that of, mm -hmm. of getting out there. And when there wasn't the content out there and there wasn't the how to's and behind the scenes, yeah. he put it out there yep. and that was, Definitely one of the ones so yeah, among criticized many. for a lot of it. Too. Yeah, like people. Yeah, were it's like oh, you're putting down. all the trade secrets out there, and, <laughs> and it's like all this stuff. It's like, and even now, I mean, we're you know we're not the only company out there that doing this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. There's new ones coming up all the time, but you know, you create yourself a a niche. You create yourself a network of people, a, a scope of work, a body of work, and there's always still need for more and more. I mean, you look out there and there's, yes, there's lots of saturation. Yes. There's lots of companies doing those things, but are they doing it exactly the way that you are doing it? Well, most likely not. You have your own angle, your own creativity. You're looking at things a little bit differently. And we try to do that too, is, is, is taking on from a different angle, you know, putting a spin on something that maybe isn't out there or a style or an, you know, an adventurous piece and, you know, and, and, and being able to translate that to a team. I mean, we work with so many different people with various people on sets from bigger productions, even down to just us, you know, there's more people than just us even now too with, with Erica. And now we, we just brought on uh, uh, Jacob actually as well. Yeah, yeah. To, Hi guys. Uh, Jacob's here as well, which What's is up? awesome. And uh, so uh, full-time editor. I and mean, we worked with a lot of different editors over the, the years and, and uh, you know, that, work on their own projects as well as ours. And, and we've been able to continue to grow and expand. And that's a big part of it is if you have a, a, an interesting way of doing something, then you have to translate that to the people that you work with as well so that that vision is carried on. And we had to do it even with my brother and I and taking our, you know, strengths and weaknesses and combining mm -hmm. those things to make a team even just in us, but then also translating that into other people and, passing on that same, you know, passion, even though people have different, you know, abilities and even different, uh, you know, tendencies inside the industry, whether it be in the producing or the editing or the shooting or w whatever that might be. But then it's all part of, it's all part of the whole, the whole scope of, of, of the team. You know, it's not just the one person. I think it, that really helped by having that early on with us. Yeah. It wasn't just one of us. We had to work together and we had to translate and we had to build off each other. And now it's just a continuation of that into more people. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. exciting. 
That is exciting. It's really cool. And I've seen it firsthand. I don't know. Jacob, you've been here how long now? <laughs> oh, uh, see, I went with him to SHOT Show, helped him out on SHOT Show. Uh, but, yeah, just yeah. being here for the past week, just seeing how uh, these guys work and what they've done, what they created, it's uh, – well, it blew my mind away because you asked – it was actually Erica that uh, – Asked me like, "Hey, I might have an interview lined up for you if you want to <laughs> try for this." And it's like it's editing. I was like, "Okay, I've done a fair amount of editing, but you know, my or at least at school, the thing I was known for was more like uh, cinematography or doing stunts and that kind of stuff. But like, I always did a lot of editing. And so when I saw their stuff online, just looked up a bit who they were, I was like, "These guys are legit. They're really cool." And then she's like, "Oh yeah, like they're just you know up in Idaho." I was like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh no just seeing how these guys hustle and stuff has really blew my mind away and just seeing the the quality how much they really push for their quality and efficiency is really cool it is and we're happy to be along for this journey and with that said for all the listeners what with this podcast and the journey you're on what do you want to share with them through the rest of these episodes? I think it's, it's going to be a couple different things for sure. I mean, like we had mentioned, we want to dive into the behind the scenes and the behind the frame of the, the companies that we get to work with. Uh, there's a lot of really cool people and stories of how these companies came about, but even larger organizations and the different areas that they cover you know, we end up going to some really unique places with those and different backdrops. So, and a lot of people want to see more or even just hear more about like, what, what do you do? I mean, we do so many different things and it's like, you get to work with these cool people, but what does that look like? Well, what does it take to make that image? So part of it will definitely be diving into those people that we get to work with, but also the production of of what goes into those things that we're putting out, whether it be the photos or the video, you know, productions and, mm-hmm. and also other stuff too. And as well as like even the entrepreneur side. And, and I, I don't like to say that a lot just because <laughs> it's just being thrown around uh, these days, you yeah. know? Um, but just, just really the, the, the men and women that we've been able to work with and that we know personally that have built, um, companies from all different sizes and all different shapes and all different kinds as far as the products and stuff that they use um, just to get their knowledge on the business side and how they built that and how they started, you know, and, and, and to see that journey that they took because it was in different realm, different stuff, uh, whether it's in tech, whether it's other production um, and just being able to see more of how they've been able to build their business and accomplish their dreams and, you know, even the media that they've used to as well, since it's such a big part these days, um, just kind of grab, I mean, it's, it's a variance of all those different things. Cause a lot of those go hand in hand. Some of the owners of these companies that, um, that we shoot for, they'll actually be on set. Um, so that's really cool to see them out there. Um, and, and so it's, it's a combination of a lot of the production side as well as the business side and, um, so, and, and it's, and a lot of it's this, the pa- the stuff that we la- have a passion for, um, as far as the business and the production side. So, mm-hmm. um, so pretty cool. So yeah. we're, we're super, super excited. Yeah. It's really close to our, of where we came to get to where we are today is, is what that story that we just 
told of getting to this place. You know, it was a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of hours and days and years that went into getting to where you are today. And it's not just flipping a switch and now you're all of a sudden, you know, doing all these things. I mean, it, it takes a lot. And, it, and, it, and a big part that, that I really want to share through that too and 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 us also is, is helping other people and helping them find out what it is that they're passionate about and, and taking some insights and, and details from other people we get to talk to, whether we've worked with them or not, or just seen what they've done and helping to translate what they've been able to do to get to where they are to apply it to someone else that also wants to follow their passion and dreams. And so, um, you know, finding out those little nuggets to help them get to where they want to be and maybe not where they are now, but take that next step to grow into doesn't have to be film. It doesn't have to be necessary production. It could be any in a different industry, but you know, getting out there and actually pursuing that, uh, that desire and dream that they have to, to, to accomplish. So yeah. following your dreams, never stop. <laughs> that's right that's right yep. i got a quick dream. question um so since we we're talking about passion and your work all all that you guys do uh what are some of those aha moments like is it a shot or something when you guys see like what's just something that clicks you're like oh that's awesome like this, this is why is i love funny. doing this kind of stuff like what are some of those moments like specific examples you think yeah or, examples yeah. Or, or just general stuff yeah. if you want yeah. I think it's at least for me, um, there, there's a lot of those because, you know, and even just recently on a, on a trip when I was recording with another, uh, a company for the podcast, it was just even just realizing in myself that, that getting to do every single day, what I love to do and getting to share that with other people. I mean, that was, that was a huge of just like, Oh wow. Like that, realizing how, how amazing that is to not just, to not dread having to go into work, to, to be able to love that part of it. Not that every part of it is always fun. It doesn't mean that's always an enjoyable thing that you get to do all the time, but I honestly love it. It doesn't matter if it's, I'm grinding or doing paperwork or whatever. Like everything is not necessarily always adventurous and exciting and top of mountain. I mean, you get those aha moments too, of just like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually here right now (laughs) and getting to experience. Like there's some crazy stuff like that too, but even just the mundane day to day isn't, I mean, it's it, I don't dread having to do that stuff because it's a part of that process. It's what's required and it's, it's constant. I mean, you just, I I get those moments all the time of just, just realizing. And then you kind of have to step back and realize like, wow, this is, this is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's the, like Micah said, it's, it's hard to pick one of them. That was like an aha moment, you know? And, and so it's, it's, I guess it's a difficult question. Um, <laughs> but it really, it's, it's a lot of those when you, um, when like, I guess the big one for me that happened last year was that I was on a, on a, uh, yeah, fishing boat, fishing boat in the, um, off the shore of Florida, going deep sea fishing, and us, huh? In the Keys? Um, no, we weren't in the Keys. We were. Um, Aren't you in the Bay Area? No, I thought you were. Uh, Gulf of Mexico. Oh. That's where we're at. We're about seventy. I guess is that considered isn't the Bay? That <laughs> I, isn't that the Bay? Like I don't know. I South. The bay anyway. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, Continue your story. So yeah. <laughs> So we're in the Gulf of Mexico, we're about 70, 70 miles off, offshore, and um, 
and I'm just sitting on the boat and we're, we're, we're just going out to literally the middle of nowhere. And it was cool. Cause you, everything that was around, you know, we, I saw some flying fish for the first time. It was super hot cause it was in the middle of summer, but then these storms were like, like just big round storms were like coming in and out and we we're weaving in and through them and stuff like that. And it was just that moment of like, holy smokes, I get to, to, to do what I've, what my dream is, you know, and I love deep sea fishing. I love being on the water. And it was like one of the, it was, it was one of those kind of aha moments. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was just like, you work so hard at one thing that you love every day. And like Micah said, it's really not, it's not something that you never really dread. Um, but all that hard work pays off to these, you know, those moments that you get to live day in and day out. And this happened to be a moment that I was on a boat in the middle of the ocean going fishing and filming, you know, it was just like, (laughs) Wow. And I don't know if that, you know, qualifies as an aha moment, but well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just that like but then the next week, you know, you're working in the office and you know, not mad about it, you know. I'm still excited to get up and go to work cuz it's 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 work and it's a lot of hard work. Um but it's it's what you love to do. And so that's kind of the, you know, and I I guess last year I had a lot of those just because of the different trips and um you know, we we get to travel literally get to travel the world, um, capture awesome stuff and capture all these moments and, and, um, these cool things that we get to see. And those are, all of them are those aha moments. And then some of them are just actually waking up, um, you know, and on a weekend and being like, I am going to work right now. And it's like that aha moment. I'm not mad about it. You know, it's Saturday (laughs) and I'm getting up to go finish an edit on a video Mm -hmm. and you know, go in and start working and I'm not like, Oh my gosh, it's the weekend. Like <laughs> that'd be like another aha moment for me. You know, it's like, Oh, cause I get to do what I love to do, you know? So yeah, that's kind of a two kind of on different, different levels of <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You gotta love the process for sure. And that, that process doesn't mean it's just the process of getting to where you want to be. I mean, that's constantly growing, but it's also, it's a, it's a constant growth and the things that come along the way. I mean, it's not that we grow to a point that we aren't doing that stuff. It's, I mean, we're always grinding into that cause that's, we're, we're passionate about that. Like there's just no, um, yeah, there's no slowing down. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the basis of, of where we came from, kind of where we're hoping to go. And we're really excited about having this, this platform, uh, to share with other people and allow them to come along on this journey because it is still continuing to go forward. And we're really excited about the different people that we're able to, to speak with for this podcast. we got some great, uh, uh, stories that are going to be told. There's some new insights that are going to be gleaned from this time of, of sharing, you know, audio and, and, uh, and, all the different experiences that we get to do. I mean, it's going to be a really fun journey. So we're, we're excited to have you along on the, on the whole, the whole process along the way. So. Civil line behind the frame, signing out. Do signs. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for joining us on silver line behind the frame. Bum, 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 I thought mine was better. better. <laughs> yeah, <yours> was. <laughs> Bam. What did you say? I don't know. It was just so good. It was like, <laughs> you can only say it, it once. Mic drop. Once I'm done. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.